Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weimberger and Harav Nissen. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you guys. And especially post-Pesach, where I've received such beautiful messages just saying how much this, this radio programs, this phone lines, and just the advice that people can reach out to us, to me, Harav Nissen, and to all the other great speakers, what a change it has done in Pesach, and beautiful, I feel honored and a to be able to be part of these little steps. I would like to announce two very special programs that are coming up. The first program, Mertzeshem, will be the following week, May 15th, and it's a dynamic program which is having both me and Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, which are both from j Radio and, of course, our very special Harav Nissen. So all three of us will be having a mega production called Directions with, again, me and Rabbi Yitz Greenfield on how to enhance the family. The family means both your marriage and your children. This is not a parenting workshop. This is not a Shalom Bias workshop. This is a complete concept on how to focus with a different insight. And once you have that, Mert Hashem, your entire life will change. And we're looking to do this, Mert Hashem. This is going to be now an annual program. So we are launching this May 15th, and it's going to be Mert Hashem on East 8th between S and T in Kolo Eliyahu. And there are going to be separate seating for men and women. There will be a minimal fee for the event. And we are really looking forward to having it. It's going to be from 7 o'clock or from 6.30 to about 10, 10.30 p.m. Me and Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. So that is a real schuss and an honor to be able to do that. Our very own J-Root, we are taking it to the entire next level. Me, Rabbi Greenfield, and Rav Nissen all together on stage giving our program. That is coming up on the 15th. Then there is coming right after that on May 18th, Two, three days later is Merit Hashem going to be a parenting workshop that I am going to be doing. It's going to be, my workshop is going to be teleconference over the phone, which we do the annual parenting workshop. And Baruch Hashem, it's a beautiful, huge, mega success. And I'd like to thank everyone who participated and those who participated in the past. We'll be able to get a 50% reduction for taking it again. But we are adding on more evenings. So it's going to be six evenings instead of four, adding on content each time and changing the system, always a drop. The number to call up to sign up is 201-691-7626, 201-691-7626. And again, I really want to thank everyone for all the great um, encouragement that people have been giving us and looking forward to making this a fantastic J-Root new program, new system coming up. The number to call in to ask your question is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And we're looking forward to taking your question or your comments. And for the next week or two, I would just like everyone to realize that we're going to be announcing several times the, this workshop, this new Mega Directions workshop coming up, Merit Hashem, in a week and a half, as well as the, the program, the parenting workshop, coming up the numbers. I'm extremely excited that J-Root, and I'd like to share with everyone what makes it even more exciting to me is all the proceeds that come in from everyone coming, Merz Hashem, will be going to help J-Root to continue doing all the great work that they're doing. So this should just be the start of many more programs that we will be doing. Um, we'd like to go to our first caller, the Mrs. S. You're on the O.S. Hi, and Harav Nissen. Yeah, hi. Um... Thank you yes. so much for taking my call. 
Sure. And I really, really gain a lot from your phone line. I'm listening to the previous questions and answers, and I'm really um, gaining a lot of knowledge from them. Wow. Um, Thank you. Thank I want to ask so much. you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, just, um, I'm just interested if you could explain to me and tell me more, like, how to appreciate a nature, different nature than I'm used to. I'm more emotional type. And I want to appreciate uh, my spouse's nature. Um, and he's more like a, um, the word, like, what's the opposite? Grounded, very grounded. Yes. And I'm not okay. sure. Okay, so you've um, just asked a heavy mega question, which I'd like you to realize that a large part of the parenting workshop, in fact, half of one of the programs are specifically dealing with that, which means parents bringing down the natures, understanding if you're a parent, and actually experiencing what it's going to be like to be a child being raised by someone of the opposite nature and not getting the validation that you need, how stifling, how stuck it is, and then vice yeah. versa. Why children will act certain ways and parents will find it chutzpah when it's not. They're just using their nature, so understanding that. As well as especially for this mega directions workshop that's coming up, that's going to be a large part of it because one of the big issues that I find that affect marriages, that affect our relationship with our children, even with our parents, has to do with understanding the natures and accepting the natures, seeing the beauty in the natures. So that is where that's coming from, and I still want to give one more plug to Kerav Tone, to that Shabbos, where Mertesham I'm going to be speaking over there, that it was a very big success where I've done a live demonstration with couples I plan on doing again, but a little bit differently to keep it interesting, um, how the different natures and how they interact. So I first want you to understand that you've asked a fully loaded question. That's not like a simple question and answer. How do I get to accept my opposite? because we're even going to be illustrating how much more complicated it gets. Because do you think if it's your opposite nature, it's so easy to accept? Let me give you an example. If someone's water and they're fluid, and all of a sudden you're going to put it to, you want it to interact with something that's a hard solid. Take water and it's in a cup. How easy does water go through the cup? Does it go through? Water, yeah. Will water go through a cup? If it's, there are no holes. Oh, go through. No. No. So water is something that's fluid. It moves. A rock is solid. A cup is solid. It's meant to hold the cup. And each in their own strengths together will form an entity. It means, let me clarify. You want the cup to be just like your nature of water. Let's say you want a solid, uh, you want offer to be like Mayim. Let's just make that assumption. But they can't. Imagine you'll have all the. I don't want to change world. my husband. I want to understand him. I mean, well, basically, okay. try and find the beauty in it. Well, okay, go ahead. Give me the nature, and I'll show you the beauty of that nature. Which nature are you? I'm very emotional and not grounded. Very like, um, you know, deep thinker, and I don't really, you know, when it comes to like um, traveling with my husband, he's always the one calling the cabs and you know, getting everything ready, and we have Great. to leave. Great. So and let's I'm stop like, a oh, second. Right. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. So how would you like it? Just imagine you're married to someone with your same nature, and both of you need to catch a plane, and you come three hours late to the plane, realizing that you also forgot two out of the four suitcases. How would your marriage look? You know, it would be disastrous. Yeah, um, hold on. But, We're not done but, yet. Now, what happens when you got to get your kids to school and both you and your husband were up till 2, 3 in the morning reading this amazing safer together 
emotionally combining, and you guys are having the greatest conversation in the world, and then you wake but up that's at what ha- that, oh, So that's what happens, actually. We, we both end up going to bed late, even though he's, he's very grounded. No, no, let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's not go into the details. Now you're trying to take it to your marriage. We're not going to do that for the simple yeah. reason that there's a, it's a lot more complicated than natures. The natures are we're actually all a combination of all natures. We will have some of the opposite natures. We'll have other ones. We're not taking a detail to your marriage. You asked mm-hmm. why you should appreciate the opposite nature. I'm just showing you. I'm trying to demonstrate why and how that will help you. So imagine you are married to someone with the same nature. What would happen to your kids going to school? What would happen to your kids doing homework? What would happen to supper being on time? What would happen to a Shabbos? Who does most of the Shabbos ordering and being on top of stuff? Who takes mm-hmm. care of the bills? Yeah. What would yeah. happen yeah. if yeah. both right. of these emotional ruach, remember the four elements are Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Afar. And since I am in the middle of writing the book on it, I found so many interesting Makayas. There's a Rambam in Hulchus Yisoy, the Torah, Perik Dalit, has got several halachas on it. I'm going into the, the Dalit Gumim, uh, Lugim, as he calls it. You've got... Um, Erb Chaim Vital has got uh, where else? I just I was just writing down about five or six Makairis that are unbelievable. All bringing down, all discussing this whole concept of the Eish Mayim Ruach and Afar. So, yeah. do you understand now why let's take Ruach, the idea of dreaming without the Afar, without the groundedness? What will you have? You won't be able to build a building on air. In Yiddish, they say it's a Luftgeschäft. It's it's a business based on air, which can stand. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks so much for your answer. Very hold clear. on, hold on. Thanks. Let's now talk about the pain a second, because I want to give you time. We have some people on the line. Well, let me also announce the number again. But I would still like you to take it now to the next level. So the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858 to take your question or your comment. Now, let's talk about the pain, why couples are so difficult. And that is that imagine you're dreaming, and your husband is someone that's off or that's grounded, and he might start going, a healthy offer would go, it's already 10 o'clock or 10.30, get ready to go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. And now you're not going to sleep, or you want to dream, and now you feel, he's choking me. He's not giving me room. He's controlling. Or all of a sudden, he's, there's a deadline that says, how could you not have the Shabbos table set up? They go, he's so controlling. And many times the husband is not controlling or the wife is not controlling when it's vice versa. You can have the husband that's a dreamer and the wife that is the grounded one. And they go there controlling. And many times when we do therapy, one of the main yesitis that I discuss with the therapist is that we don't judge anyone. We don't say just because a husband or wife comes in and talking about their spouse, how tough it is. We don't know. For all you know is it could be that this spouse isn't healthy enough or isn't grounded, and the other spouse needs to ground them. Until we don't see the couple and we don't do our assessment, we really don't judge. We hear that this is the situation, this is the pain, but we don't know what are the underlying issues. So let's understand that if we as a nature, when we get married, we don't realize that being married, the Rabbi Yishlam has this genius way of taking us and always, usually always connecting us to our opposites. There's enough similarities for us to stay married and to be happy, but to our opposites. And this way we get to be greater people. We're more. We get to learn, and our goal is to learn to be more, if you're a Ruach, to learn to be more Afar. If you're Aish, to learn to be more Mayim, and vice versa. So it's possible that your husband, the Afar, has learned now to be a little bit more Ruach, to flow and to fly. And that's a great compliment to him, that he's able to go a little bit out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank You're you very much. Very, very, very welcome. Thank you for bringing up this great topic. And we are going to go to Mrs. R. Our Mrs. You know what? Just before we go to Mrs. R, what would you say about that question, about that concept? You say it all. You know that uh, we know that Rebbeinu uh, Shalom create us from different uh, <laughs> issues. You know, men and a woman. You know, men from Mars, women from Venus. It's the yeah. whole idea, all idea of attraction and working against each other in the in the in Chinese is yin and yang, and everything is supposed to be uh, complete, black and white. These two out to complete each other and work together. Otherwise, it's not working. The magnet go to south and nose. The uh, rejection between when you put it nose to nose and south to south. That's right. So a magnet can only be connected if you have a north and a south connected together, the opposites, and then we got a complete circuit. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. And we are going to go to Mrs. R. You're on the with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, I have a question. I have a neighbor which I'm very happy with. Um, we get along very nicely. There's one thing is the garbage. Um, the garbage comes out twice, comes to pick up the garbage twice a week, and she's supposed to take out the garbage, let's say, one week, and me one week, and she never does. Yeah. And um, she's living here already for four years, and, like, I put up signs, and she just ignores it. Right. Do, do I just take out the garbage and let it pass? Well, let's hold on a second. That was a beautiful midah being maver al so if you choose to do that, but let me ask you something. If you take it out, will you be resentful? Sometimes when there's a lot of garbage. Okay, so let's, let's go ahead. Let me say that again. If you are going to be resentful, are you going to be doing a mitzvah? And are you going to be happy with that? And will it cause a machlekes? No, I just, I guess, uh, I guess 10 minutes later I calm down. Oh, really? Okay, I choose to disagree. How many times have you mentioned it to other people or spoken about it? How much Lush and Hara has gone about this garbage concept? Yes, sometimes I do, I, do, I do tell, I do, I, you're, you're right, I, I told a few people. That's right, so let's recognize you don't calm down after 10 minutes. In fact, mm. it's, in fact, the... I guess it I, still bothers me, but not as much. That's right. Excellent. So now... Continuing to do it, you know that you're going to be discussing Lush and Hari. You know it's going to be eating you up. Just your mind is blocking it out. And your, blind is, your mind is not focusing on the concept of how you're really being triggered. So let's now recognize what other options do you have if now you can acknowledge that you are triggered by her not doing it. And it's four years you're taking out the garbage every single week with her forgetting. Mm -hmm. Let's come up with three options. We've, I always like the five options, the two opposite extremes. One extreme is you take it out every week. The other one is you stop taking it out completely. You never take out yours either. Now let's come up with three other ideas. Stop taking it out. I'm going to suffer because the garbage is going to stay. Well, that's right. So that's why we're not doing the two extremes. Right. Now, give me three other options, middle options. Um, I keep on telling her, but it doesn't help. Okay, so telling her that doesn't help. Give me two yeah. more options. No, no, no clue. Let's try number one. You only take out your garbage. You don't take out her garbage. It's not possible because it's all mixed up. It's all mixed. 
so you only take out one. How many garbage cans are there? There's five. Good. So you only take out two or three. It's your choice, and two stays there. Oh, that's smart. Good. That's one option. So you're only taking out half. Give me two more options. Let's go. One more option or two more options. Can't think of any. How about you put, you write your name on the garbage cans. Like, you know, different mm. houses, they have their addresses on the garbage cans, so you write two garbage cans with your name on it, and you only take out yours. And this mm -hmm. way she can't then, the then the garbage is going to stink the rest, I guess. Yeah, what would happen? It's going to stink for her as well, and she won't have room where to put her garbage in. Mm. That's another option. Um, Wait, so the go. first option is I take out only two, or I, know, or I write the two. name? Right, and then it is the way it is, and she'll figure it out after a while. Okay. Um, another option is you put your names. You tell her, by the way, I'd like to, since we have five garbages, either two and a, two will be mine, two will be yours, or I'm going to buy three are mine and three are yours, whatever it should be. And, um, you know, that's another mm -hmm. option. Another that's a very good idea. Actually, an entire <laughs> week, you just take out your week, and her week, you don't take it out. Which and means then it's, that, that the problem is it's going to stand. Let me finish the sentence. I know the problem. It's pretty okay. easy to figure out the problem, right? You said <laughs> if you don't take it out, it's going to stay, then it's going to smell. Let me finish the sentence. And now let's say the garbage comes Monday and Thursday. Monday, when you didn't take it out and she didn't take it out, and the garbage cans are full, you just dump your garbage and she dumps it up front. She might make a comment or you'll make a comment. By the way, Thursday, I'm not taking it out because this is your week, and that's that. So now Thursday... Either she takes it out, or it's going to be a hazard style, the way it's going to look. Part of, the 12, part of the programs that we do in therapy, how to get out of codependence, is allowing the, the house to smell. So if she knows, oh, this is her week, and her week she takes it out, but my week she doesn't take it out, and it stinks and it smells, maybe it will take two weeks of it, like twice a month where it might smell, but she'll get the hint. And if not, you'll only take out the garbage cans. And remember, when it's your week, you don't take out the two weeks of garbage load. You just take out your one week of garbage load. So you just take out the cans. But the yeah. other garbage, it's hers. So the next week, she'll now have two weeks load. You realize what I'm saying? And none of this has to be said a word. It's not angry. It's not saying anything. It's just you taking care of your responsibility. Thanks a lot. Very good Hold idea. On, wait, Arvin, listen, what do you say? Because I feel this is a, a neighboring issue. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said uh, the the idea. In my opinion, I, again, I had, I would I would buy a new can, garbage can, write the name on me on this, and from day from now, uh, Mrs. S, uh, Mrs. K, I'm doing my part and do your work. And you, when you see it starting stinking, I don't know. It's maybe even just take the garbage uh, air garbage cans and put it in front of a door. <laughs> That's it. It's very simple, you know. I would say. Yeah, or people sometimes put a, a sticker on, like the garbage cans. Please remove your garbage because the garbage cans are smelling. Just to be informed, mm -hmm. the neighbors. It's it's not making a fight. It's just being aware. And again, but these are options. Once you're aware, swallowing and doing her garbage will cause resentment and will cause lush and heart and everything else. Mm -hmm. I want you to be aware of that. And don't be afraid, you know, maybe one week, she, but don't think that she, won't, she wouldn't learn the lesson. Mm. You know, I think that uh, you, you, you're getting uh, assumptions that she will not take, take in. I believe that she will take the garbage, but right now she finds easy target that you care about it, and she doesn't care about it. That's right. Mm. 
Okay, thanks a lot. I'll try You're it. You're welcome. All right, thank you. Good night. Good night. Excellent. <laughs> Our pleasure. And now we are going to go, Mertz Hashem, to Mr. R. Mr. Mr. C. Oh, Mr. C. But hold on. Just before we go to Mr. C, please forgive us for those listening. We're just going to be announcing this two, three times this evening or today because it's also rebroadcasted. And that is two special announcements. J-Root, we are having Mihar of Nisan yeah. and Rabbi Greenfield yeah. together on May... What's the date of it? On May 15th. May 15th. We are going to be having from 6.30 till about 10 or 10.30... It's Directions, a mega Directions Parenting and Marriage event of the year, and it's sponsored by JRoot Radio. And the goal is to give the main important yesidus that both me and Rabbi Greenfield and Harav Nissen, what we see that can help improve your marriage skills, your parenting skills, and that is our goal. There will be a fee. It will be much Shem and Flatbush. It is meant for everyone for all ages. There will be separate seating for men and women. And again, we are looking forward to having everyone be there. It's going to be on East 8th between S&T in, in Kailul Eliyahu. Merit Hashem, looking forward to everyone who is listening from all over. Looking forward to having you. They will then also be announcing that three days after that is when I'm starting the annual parenting workshop. And that's going to be six evenings this time, not only four evenings as in the past. And I would like to thank everyone that signed up in the past and for the interest. And when people call up, this Meretz Hashem, we've had hundreds of people, if not more, and everyone, probably thousands of people by now, and everyone has really had 100% so far satisfaction from what I know. So the number to call to sign up for the parenting workshop is 201-691-7626, 201-691-7626, and there are reductions uh, for those that want to come in groups or for those that have taken it in the past. We are now going to Mr. C. Mr. C, you're on the Hello. air with Mordechai and Harv Nissen. Yes. First of all, Mordechai, I want to give you a very big yeshikayach for doing what you're doing. Um, there are people that I know that would not go to therapy. They had a very distorted view of what it was. Um, some people in my family as well, and they listen to you every week religiously. And um, you get a lot, a lot of schar. Um, you know, for doing that, for getting people who thought therapy was either it was guyish or it's about people being matter everything, about people just being not understanding and saying, you know, this is the way we do things type of thing. So first of all, a very, very special thank you for that. You're very um, welcome. I, w- I want you to know, I, I find that the greatest, that's the whole point of these programs, is just to create the awareness that people should know there are options and to know at least what it could do. And I just want to discuss what you just said a minute. By the way, it's very true means I am recently gone through two or three old books from the psychologist, one in the 1950s, one in the 1970s, and there was real concern to be going to a therapist. They called religion a mental disorder. If you're from, you're a mental disorder. I heard it from Dr. Abraham Tversky himself that the church would send them the Galachim and the nuns for him to do therapy because the therapist looked at looked at religion as if it's a mental disorder. And he was, whichever areas he was out, and he said that the only place the, the Lahavdal, the church, felt safe sending to was another religious person, even though he was he's a chesed with a long beard. But So I just want to be aware, there's, the concern isn't for no reason at all. It was viewed as a mental disorder. Baruch Hashem, today it has changed, and we have from people in the field. But... Way back when, there was a reason, so I want to clarify to everyone listening, 
the concerns were for a right reason today, it's very different, Bar Hashem. Right, so I, I want to discuss an issue um, with you, and like I said, the other people in the family that are listening. And it's, it's a common issue, but it's, you know, it's an issue that has, that has escalated to a point where it would require you know, a, a thoughtful person like you. The story is like this. Um, our family, uh, meaning my and my wife's family, is very close in the family. Everyone's you know, friendly with each other. We always go to each other's houses. There's no such thing that there's a simcha to solve in the soul, but not, that everybody's not involved. A very nice, beautiful family. There's one individual um, who you know, I'd rather not refer you know, to him, obviously, by name. But this one individual is a person that's a wonderful person. Unfortunately, he had a very, very hard lifestyle. And he says extremely hurtful things. He has a habit of tearing apart anyone that's not his type. And he's yeah. one of those um, not well people who will bring you Mara McCormick and Chazal that he's right. He, yes. he has okay. this thing with Chasidim and these things with Mesnagdim. He, he has his opinions. The problem with that is that you can't sit next to him without feeling like, like you choked. If you're quiet, yeah. he will drag you into conversation and try to force something out of you. You'll say one thing, he'll drain another way. He, he, he's just a massive manipulator. Besides that, he's a big balchess and he's a wonderful person. It's gotten the point, me, me and my wife, you know, being that his relatives, they family invited us for Sudan Pesach. And he opened up his mouth. Now, I don't have to tell you what a, what a house looks like the last day, you know, if everyone's drained after all this time. And one of us definitely put him back in his place the way, you know, it's supposed to, his method, so to speak. We basically tore apart every single thing that he said. And, you know, Zayt Michael, let a person live. You want to live your way, whatever pan you, you choose. You know, it's my decision okay, what show I want to belong to. Because this is a class. All right, so the, que- the question is, it escalated to a point where basically he said, uh, you're not allowed to walk into my house, you're a machutzev, and the other person replied, okay, you're not a machutzev. Very normal. normal. This is classic. This is classic. Right. Um, so the question is two things. Number one, is there such a thing that it might be very well with that this person is mentally ill? If he will tear you apart to shreds and he will make you feel like a piece of garbage because you're different than him, maybe it's a great idea that he should distance himself. You know, you should have no connection that's to right. him. If he's you're strong, 100% correct, by the That's one thing. Again, question. the problem is with very, very close in his family. And ah, unfortunately, you just met unfortunately, and I just want to say one small because unfortunately, his family just views it that he's an opinionated person and they don't view it that he's doing damage. He That's was approached right. by, you know, Rabbanan, by people that know the other siblings, you know, including the ones that married into the family, such as myself. And he was told he's harming, he should please stop, let everyone live the way they are. He, he's destroying, he's, he's destroyed marriages, he's wrecked havoc, and, and he, he still believes fast. He doesn't have anyone he's machinated to because he has the shulchan himself, like he says. He, he, he's really mentally, but at the other end, because he went, you know, me and my wife already received phone calls, you're, you're making machotis in the family. Right, let, let's not really right. So the question is, you're saying, I just need what's to right a little short, I need to ask you to understand that there's just a lot of people waiting, and we've got sure. we've gotten it. So let's just try to go. Your question, as unfortunate as we say, is this is meant for awareness and not for the answer details. And let me explain it to you why. There is a diagnosis called a personality disorder. We're not going into which one, and we're not going to diagnose him just because you've said it. But we will just share with you what those concepts are. And those are people, and this is how you recognize if it's just you or if it's a person that has a personality disorder, is everyone around them gets the sharpness. Everyone around them um, has a fight. Everyone walks on eggshells when they stand around there. Everyone is afraid of their comments. They're able to dish out comments to everyone, but if you dare give them one comment back, they can't handle it and they explode. They usually can't take responsibility. means when they have to do something and it doesn't work out right away, they're blaming everyone. They would drop it, 
and then they would blame everyone why it doesn't happen. And what usually happens is, here's where my little, um, where I disagree with you is, when you said the whole family is so close-knit and everyone, I think you've used the word, everyone is healthy, it's very hard to have a family that there's a personality disorder sibling like that if, there isn't, if they don't have a parent like that as well close to that or a lot more than that. means there's something going on in the family for this to develop. You don't usually have a kid like that develop into such an adult unless the family was shielding and protecting it. When do you recognize how unhealthy this person is? Usually when the family gets married, when a sibling starts getting married, and the other healthy family members are now coming into the family saying, this person is crazy, this isn't from Kite. Now here's where you need a Rav to get involved. Why do we say a Rav? Because Yiddish Kite is beautiful. It's the Rav And when it's Rav doesn't mean Yiddish Kite, yes, and whatever you want you do. No, there is a Shabbos. There is something called Chil Shabbos. There's something called a Chil Hashem. There are mitzvahs and averis. But at the same time, if someone distorts and manipulates the Torah, as the Gemara says, it becomes a Samavis. So the Torah could be a Kehem Chayenu, could be your Chayim. Or, on the other hand, it could be a Samavis. Is an interesting Gemara that I just saw over Yantav. I, 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 I so appreciate it when the Rabbi Shalom like, sends me like this little Siata Dishmaya. There's a Gemara Masechtus Sanhedrin, Daf Memches Amid Beis, at the bottom, and it goes to the top of Memtes Amid Aleph, and the Gemara says as follows, Amr of Yehuda Marav, I loved it so much I had to memorize it. Hainu de Amri Inchi, this is what the world says, Tihei Lata, V'altihei Laita. The other way around, actually. Tihei Laita, V'altihei Lata. Better be someone that is cursed, then someone that curses Yenam. Why? Rashi explains, because when you curse someone else, it ends up coming back to you. Let's understand this a second. People are always worried about don't let the person be upset at you. I was always looking, where's, there has to be an opposite Gemara to the other side, and the opposite Gemara is, look at these people that are condescending, that are attacking, that are knocking, the Gemara says openly, everything that they say on others will come back to them. So now let's understand a second. The solution for a personality disorder, and that's why we're creating an awareness, is usually two to four years of intensive therapy means once to twice a week. The only hope that there is, and that is once that person is a here, that they are ill, that they have a problem, then it takes two to four years. I want you to understand there are different diagnoses that are easy, different that are hard. A personality disorder is called a diagnosis that therapists are afraid of. And it's very true. I don't like the word that we're afraid of, but we're extremely hesitant to touch it, that I don't even touch it anymore. Because it's a battle. Whatever you do is wrong. Family members are going to start ganging up on you. The minute you start creating healthy boundaries, like you would say, I don't want to go to their suda, or we could meet at Simchus, or I could be there for one suda, but not more than that. All of a sudden, you're the one making the problem, while you're the one being healthy, creating healthy boundaries. They could say whatever they want, but you're not allowed to say whatever you want. And many of the people in the family are still stuck in that belief that they're okay, just don't rock the boat. If we're nice to them, they'll get better. It doesn't work. It only gets worse. And that's where you need the G'daylam. Why do you need the G'daylam? Because you need the G'daylam to say that this is not tired. Maybe it is, and then the G'daylam will tell you you're too sensitive. But you need the G'daylam Arav to say, no, this is manipulating the Torah, and this is where you need to have a Rav, and usually the Rabbanim will try contacting them that will want to make Shalom. So first we need to know, just like if someone's got OCD in Yiddishkeit, we first need to contact the Rav to say, your issue is not Yiddishkeit, your issue is a mental disorder called OCD. 
step one. Once we stripped away and said it's not a Yiddish issue, now we can deal with it as a diagnosis. You first need to work with the Rav, a Rav that's knowledgeable in mental health, especially about personality disorders, and you need to hear that it's a personality disorder component that now we can start getting it evaluated. Now you have to deal with it like a personality disorder, and that is setting your boundaries and not saying how right the person is. You don't have to fight them. You right, right. No, we, we were going from the point so much, not for him, because by him, there's no real good item. Like I said, he has the Ketzer Shulchanach, which is obviously can make it a very because the Shulchanach is talking about Africa applies to everybody, but this gentleman doesn't need that. It's more from the family, you know, had a shield. I mean, Baruch Hold on, let's stop a second on that point. Who asked you to change the family? Well, the family members are the ones getting affected. The, the ones well, that on. the family. Sense. What's your relationship? You're worried about his wife and kids? Who, who are you? No, about? I'm worried about my wife and kids. That they have to see. How are uh, your wife and, and kids are affected by them? You're just not there. Oh, we're talking about what? Okay, so you okay? You understand the idea of of boycotting to protect us? It's just unhealthy stuff. And that and, is and I, I just I just want to give an example. One of, I'll just a small example. Staff. The first step <laughs> is creating safety. Safety doesn't mean boycotting. Safety could be that you could be at a pseudo together and you guys will just have minimal conversations. Or when he gets condescending, you guys will go to the kitchen or you guys will start singing your own song. You need to realize that's why you're asking one of the most complicated questions and you want a simple answer like, could you just boycott? Boycotting is the first step to create safety. Is that the solution that you want to get to? No, you want to be able to be around them at times and have the healthiness. And when it gets too much to have now your safety systems that you can recharge your, your shields. Okay, thank you very, very much. Wait, I'm sure the, you other, the other people Review, listening would appreciate as well. This? Wait, what are you getting from this? We'll close out the merchant from the care of Tony Shabbos. We're going to be spending one of the, one of the lectures I'm going to be giving is how to deal with family members of personality disorders. Uh, uh, what what, what uh, me what me and my wife gained from this is that what we understand from this conversation is we can't necessarily change him. We have to change our outlook on him and how to deal with it. You can't right. always get. I mean, he 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 would do himself and his family and the world a favor if he went to therapy. But if he's going to be himself and and there's nothing to deal with it, deal with it in your end. And there's no That's quick right. fix. That's Let's what I would take, take out of it. Let's take it a step weiter. Let me take it a step weiter. I spoke over Yantiv to a neighbor of mine, a wonderful person, and his specialty is personality disorders. I had to schmooze with him. I said, how do you heal personality disorders? And he was sharing with me a story how he worked with a person once a week or twice a week for an entire year till the person was mocking, you're right, I have a problem. And he says it was a year of torture. He says, now he's got an entire private practice built on justice. said, how do you have koyach? He said, well, first of all, it's more my nature that I can handle it. And he said, step two, he said, I want you to realize the clients that I work with that I'm challenging them a year is when they're willing to come in. He says, either they're divorced or their family is going to leave them or their family has already stopped talking to them and is boycotting them. Or when they do go to family simchas, they just get hellos and goodbyes. There are no conversations. And he says, so now they're forced to acknowledge that their life is uncomfortable. They need to get help. But when they're getting help, they're still fighting and they're still challenging the therapist. One. Right, right. So in other words, you, you're saying it might be good for this guy to hit um, rock bottom because it's the only that way. That is you know, the know only way that a personality get a kick in the pants. I mean, you don't have to literally do it, but if that that might be the only way. If if he sees that, you know, like you said, it's a yes and a no, and I, if it's not everything's okay, 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 very good, he That's might get right. the message that people want to engage with do it in a condescending term. Oh, you're afraid to talk to me now? And one of the big secrets that we use is we actually say yes. It's painful. Every time I talk to you, I don't know why I feel pain after. So 
I'd like to sing Shalmalei. Right, so I, I used to tell I used to tell him when, when, when he first started, you know, when I married him, I didn't realize, you know, how advanced he was. I used to say, you know, I guess we do things a little bit differently. And I figured, you know, he would understand, you know, that my approach is more litigious, approach is more chafish, it's fine. But, you know, then when he started during a conversation that I said I went to Marash Yeshiva for Yom Tif, and it was very spiritual, and he said, ah, because you think you daven to a better Bashefa than I do. In other words, I, I, I started realizing that whatever I'm going to say, he is looking to help me in his net, whatever it is. And I, I you think, you know, people wait, should be on, aware. Let's practice that. Hold on. Let's practice that. I want to do that same shtick that he did. And I want to see now what would be your response. So let's assume now that you're aware that a person like that, because they're in huge pain, they are in such pain within, means when you made a statement like that, they probably heard, I know I should be having a rub, and it's a pity that I don't have a rub. So now what I have to do is I have to knock you from having a rub. This way it continues to reinforce my belief system that I'm okay. So let's go ahead. Let's do this thing. So I'll tell you, oh, so you just went to your rav and you heard their hoibun or you had something. Ah, it doesn't exist. It's all shtism. You're all imagination. Now, what so would be two your ways. response There's to two ways to deal with it. One way would be like, okay, you know, do, it, do what's good for you. I'm not here to sell anything. And the other way would be, the other way would be, why not join it? Come along, you're invited. No, both are, both are, both you're going to be in pain. Do you know why? Because in both Why? of them, there is now a dialogue. Hi, how are you? Oh, I don't want to join. It's crazy. It's shtism. Watch this okay, response. So what, Good. So what is I'll be you now. Make that comment again. Uh, wh- which comment? About, uh, you know, let's see, I said, oh, I just went to my row. Uh, I, 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 I just went to Marish Yeshiva, and I'm telling you, you, you can feel the ill in the air. Good. So I'm going to use those words, and now I want you to make his comment. I just went to Marish Yeshiva, and I was able to feel Ni'ila in the air. It was such a special A marshal of nine people would feel it also. It's just when you leave your wife and kids. Who asked you to go to your Yeshiva? Just God, wherever you go, you find God, you make him. You don't have to go for this garbage. Okay, Chaim, Hatzlacha. It was very nice speaking to you. Oh, wow, that's pretty blunt. Uh, or, Chaim, I got to go now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just got to go. Thanks. And then you just have conversation with someone else. Anything, any dialogue that you have, that means they were triggered. When they attack you, you're not aware of what, but subconsciously they got triggered. But, but, but I should also say that you're saying a meaningful conversation. I mean, me, me and my wife are very open-minded. If someone tells us they're, let's say, breast, we're not breast, if you enjoy Uma, knock yourself out, you sat me, you enjoy going to protest, knock yourself we don't care. You know, just be happy, do whatever you do. But he's not. So... Any, anything that you will say will be twisted and turned against you, you know, that's like a prosecutor right. style. That's right. Yes. Okay, well, thanks for the awareness. Recognize that. But I just want you to realize there are several books, Personality Disorder, look up on it. And um, what I want you to realize is you asked a question from the hardest diagnosis, from the hardest diagnosis. I don't say that's the hardest. From the hardest ones. And once the person's aware that they have a problem, it still takes two to four years to heal. Once they're saying I have a problem, to change their way, to recognize all the underlying pain and everything else. Okay? Are we just aware to what that is? And the more you try to have a dialogue with them, the more you try to explain them, the more pain you're going to get. The therapists that deal with them have very thick skin. Very thick skin. Okay, thank you very, very much. Yes. Okay. Hatzlacha. Arav Nissen, what do you say to this? We have someone. We all have a, a, someone, a family member, a friend where this happens. 
we we have all, everyone is is on the tap you know that uh unfortunately that uh these people has a very deep pain inside themselves you know that that's some kind of disappointing in their life they just don't and they don't want to realize you know that's and they they have their their own denial you know they they're just yeah. living in a denial and what they think is like they're trying to push push their own so-called point of view that it's basically not and they know it you know that's what they know that's not true but they want to push it on your face and uh just uh you know that to show that you are not worth nothing and and then they put themselves higher on, on the madrigal that they, you know and that's the, the the answer is what you know what do you say yeah at a catch enough you know yeah. when somebody like this just knock him down you know just go away thank yeah, you we cannot have a conversation you can't win with them and since they're in pain the more anything you answer gives them fuel on how to continue and and you're just you you hang up you walk away with them feeling knocked down but the more you avoid it, even if they make a comment you just move on and life gets a lot easier and a lot smoother yes just before we go to who's the next one by the way uh, Mrs. C, uh, Mrs. S, Mrs. Mrs. S. Okay, so just before we go to Mrs. S, we got two questions. One person is really interested in doing the upcoming event, the direction event, but they have little ones. They don't know if pe- if people can come so early. So I'd like you to know that we have in mind that it will be a little bit harder for people to come, but we want to give you the time. So if we do it, let's say we start at 7.30, it's going to be very hard to go till about 10.30, 11, and then still take questions and answers after that till 12. So therefore, it's starting at 6.30. We're going to start the general idea at 7 o'clock is going to be the next level information. So you can come at 6.30, but we have that in mind that it will be hard. But again, it's once. This isn't a, a weekly thing. This is happening once and we want to give you three to four hours of information. So therefore, we're trying to start earlier so we can also finish at a decent time. Um, someone also sent a message that they'd like to take my parenting workshop, but they're starting marriage counseling. Can you do both at the same time? And from my opinion, of course you can do both at the same time because we're not focusing on your marriage. The parenting workshop is giving you the skills, the behavioral skills, on how to just get bedtime in 15 minutes, getting you the skills, how to get kids up and out in the morning, how to help siblings get along one with another. If you want to use the chart system, how to make a chart system that it just works easily, how to give love, how to have your children speak to you, be open, how to create a calmness and peacefulness in the house. That's all what it is. How to understand the different natures that are going on, how to be the leader within yourself just easily. Simple. It's not advanced stuff. This is simple behavioral lessons with some basic information. That's what the parenting workshop is about. I will add. Yes. I will add something that when you take a regular, uh, you know, you go to school, you learn and different, uh, you know, living Mishnayot, Gemarot, you know, living Alacha. It's a, yeah. But everything is supposed to be combined and together. This is the beauty. They be the right. mega mega direction. I love the name, and I said this is the MD, <laughs> the MD yeah. for all of us. Yeah, yes. And I would also like to add on again that while we're discussing these workshops, also I'd like to discuss how important it is to take that for those that would like the this this Mega Directions event that's going to be much from annual with me, Rabbi Greenfielder of Nissen, all of us together. This is 
going to be mega with some sounding foundation information. I feel the combination of both me and Rabbi Greenfield can tremendously help anyone that's wanting to take the parenting workshop. And he also has a fantastic marriage workshop, which is a great point to take. So again, um, just for information, my parenting workshop to sign up is 201-691-7626. And that we are starting on May 18th. But in person, that's a teleconference, my parenting, but in person, May 15th, is going to be in Kailaliyo and East 8th S&T, where we have everyone, we'd like everyone coming in from wherever you are, all over Brooklyn, to please do it. Please sign up, please show up. It'll be great to see you all in person. We'll be taking questions and answers before and questions and answers after that. And I would say to all our dear listeners, even from England, as you know, and Monroe and Monsey and Lakewood, you can take the bus. Yes, that's right. Excellent. Yes, we've got listeners from all over. Excellent idea. And especially Bar Park and Flatbush, all located. Okay, we'll Great. go. Yeah, let's go to Mrs. Mrs. S. Mrs. S, you're on with Rav Nissen and Mordechai. Yes, hi. Are you talking to me? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Um, I, I have a question. I have a, a son who's um, 16, and um, we did not really uh, let him get a, an iPhone, and he went and got one anyway. Um, yeah. What do we do? Ah, and you want this al regalachas in about 30 seconds or less? <laughs> Let's create the awareness. Let's go to the awareness. The awareness is that parents need to have the power over their children that when the parent says no, a child will understand and say no. Now, mm-hmm. let's create the next awareness. Part of the job of a parent is that when we say no, we still understand that sometimes kids will be kids, and they're going to do it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Now comes the third awareness. We need to be able to be the parent to be able to teach our children that will understand which things are the big no-nos that we don't do and which things, okay, mommy, tati, said you do it. So how many times does it happen that you tell a kid, please take your plate off the table or take out the garbage, and they didn't do it? There is a time mm-hmm. when they know, okay, big deal, a lot was happening, or they helped a lot. And there are times when they know, oh, it's right after Pesach, mommy needs help now, tati needs help now, abba, mommy needs help now, we've got to help it out mm-hmm. right now, then they know to do it. So I would like to change your question to a little bit differently, saying, I have a teenager, and I don't know how to get control over him that the important things he should not do. Mm-hmm. You recognize the question? Now, that yeah. is why we don't take a parenting questions, because they're skills-based. So if you'd like, then you can sign up to the parenting workshop. It will give you some of the tools. But the issue is, once there are major problems, not only say major, but let's say getting a cell phone at 16 behind the parent's back, is a little bit more that you might need already a little bit more one-on-one guidance. Mm-hmm. That's my I question. Mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's not behind our like... back. He, he told us. He is in front of us. And what happens if you take it away? Because I know a client of ours where their, where their kids got a cell phone behind mm-hmm. their permission, and they found they took it away, and they said, actually, this is coming from your allowance. We're not paying for it. And they made the kid pay for it. And the, the kid, kid paid for a... it. What? That's the problem. He used his own money. Right, and now you take it away. Okay, I, I, I'm afraid that he's, uh, he says no. So ah, I, let's I go further. Good, I want to play it out. I want you to realize where the issue is. Mm-hmm. You're afraid he'll say no, and then what? Um, 
Um, he's taller than me. Okay, um, let me think one second. Yeah, um, so you take it away. You tell me you're not getting the cell phone, the iPhone. You're not getting it back. You got it without permission. We don't let. Um, I, I have, like, a good relationship with him, so I didn't want Bingo. to Bingo. There you go. This is what you're going to learn in the parenting workshop. So who's mm-hmm. the parent? Because this, this is in the first workshop we deal with. Who's the parent? Can you tell me? Me. Are you? Who's setting the rule? Um, me. No, you're not. Setting the rule is who's the one that actually gets the rule done. Who uh-huh. got the cell phone? Uh-huh. I'm asking a question. Who got the cell phone? Um, um. Him. Mm-hmm. Who's afraid of losing the relationship, him or you? Me. So who's the parent? He is. Uh-huh. He is the one that has you begging to have a relationship with him. He's the one that does what he wants, and you're afraid to do anything. Who's the parent? Um, yeah, I guess I'm always afraid of, like... Let's stop um, a second. So answer the question. Who's the parent? I want you to say, my son is the parent and I am the child. Just say it. Who's the parent? <laughs> my son is the parent and I'm the child. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. This is the awareness that we create in the first workshop already. And we start giving several examples how to recognize, are you the parent or are you the child? And once you're aware that children and teenagers want the parent to be the parent, they're easier, they're happier, they're safer. They feel they can trust their parent when the parent is the parent. And then we start taking it a little bit deeper. What's your fear of being a parent? Did you have a parent that was very tough? Did you have a parent that you weren't close to? Did you have an issue where there was a lot of strict and things like that? Mm-hmm. And therefore, um, once we can start yeah. identifying our fear, our fears, then we are able to do the next step and becoming the parent again. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. nothing to do with, like, you describe or going off the derrick, like, I shouldn't worry, like... Oh, I don't want to touch that. No, no, no. Notice what you just did. You just asked me a very complicated question. You got about a a, a three-minute answer, and you want me to reassure you. I don't know your son. I don't know if he's on the derech or off the derech. I don't know what he's doing with that iPhone. I don't know how many things he hasn't listened to in the past. I don't know how religious you are. I know nothing about you to be able to say that your kid will not go to the derech. What I do have the knowledge from the little information that we have is for you to say that, yes, you should speak now one-on-one to an individual, to a machanach especially. I don't think you need to run to a therapist. I think you just need a machanach to speak to one-on-one. That is, how about you go to your schools, to the school's principal, and get advice. See if there are anyone else, any of the rabbanim, where your husband davens in shul, speak to the rav. I don't know your religious level. I don't know what's happening with your son. I would never even make a recommendation without doing a full evaluation of 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Remember, these programs are just for an awareness. So what we created the awareness is, is that you're the child um, um, sort of position in the family. Your son is taking the role as the parent. In order to be a healthy parent, you need to own back that role. And that's what you've just got part of a little bit of the parenting workshop. If you'd like, you can sign up to the parenting workshop. You'll get a lot more information. But chances are the way you're asking the question, you are at the next level where you also need one-on-one guidance. So what I tell people is by taking the workshop, 
you will be an educated consumer. You will get for a value that you'll probably get a three, four thousand dollar value for about two hundred and something dollars. That's what you're going to get. All the hours mm-hmm. and information, but you might need the way you're asking your question. I think you might need some one-on-one guidance. Thank you. I appreciate you're that. You're very welcome. But I appreciate the awareness that you brought up, and that we're able to do it, and how clear you are to be able to say right away. Um, you know, to recognize the role that you're doing, that you want to get it back. And I just want you to know your 16-year-old will thank you for it. They will say, wow, I got my mother. First they'll go, oh, you're so tough. You think you're in charge now? And mm-hmm. after about a week or two, they'll be thanking you. They're going to be listening. Mm-hmm. They're going to be calmer. They're going to be studying more. They're going to be listening mm-hmm. to you, and they'll go out. They're going to go, I'm not telling you, stop asking me. Don't be a nudge. Unfortunately, these are terms that teenagers are using today. Mm-hmm. And when you can be mm-hmm. the parent, right. what? Right, right. Yeah, and when you will get the parent role, so what I would tell you is please take the parenting workshop, but I want to be very clear, do not assume the parenting workshop will answer all your questions. You might need one-on-one guidance, but you Mm -hmm. will get a lot of information. I would also recommend for you to take, again, this also I'd like to announce, when we're doing this May 15th, this Mega Direction workshop, this annual workshop, Merit Hashem, all proceeds are going to be going to jradio.com. This is your time, your opportunity to come, and all the proceeds, both for me and for my Greenfield, all proceeds go straight to Jroot Radio. So I want to fill it up to have at least 1,000 people there, Mr. Shem. That's my goal. I think that's okay. the least that we can do for Jroot to appreciate everything that they have given us. So what I would recommend is you actually come to that evening and you're going to hear some solid information from my Greenfield and from me on how to build a relationship. But in every relationship that's being built, it's going to be on how to get the structure, on how to create the balance. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of people are asking questions about the workshops, both the parenting and for the relationship one, the mega direction on how to shift the relationship in the whole family. Yes, they are both for little kids and for teenagers. We're teaching you the basic behaviors in both workshops are going to be about when you're in charge of yourself. I'll tell you a large secret. It's not that much focused on kids. It's focused on yourself. When you have the tools and the skills within yourself, you will be able to use these tools at work. You will be able to use these tools in your marriage. You will be able to use these tools all over because it's about you gaining skills on how to be a leader. You will be able to lead people older than you because it's not about the age. It's about the strength. Um, someone wants to know if they can sign up to the parenting workshop before they have any children yet. I would be honest with you and tell you yes. Why? Very simple. I've taken many workshops, many courses, even before I needed to take a work with that population, because you can always use tools. Again, as I was saying, these tools, both the directional workshop with me and Rabbi Greenfield and Rabbi Nissen, and as well as the parenting workshops, they are geared to help us succeed in life. They're geared to give us tools that you can use all over. Yes, we're going to be focusing on parenting. Both in my parenting workshop, 99% is focused on parenting. And on the direction workshop with Rabbi Greenfield, it's going to be also, but there it's more understanding the theories and how to utilize it, because we have about an hour and a half to give you tools, but it's still an hour and a half. And you're going to get a lot of those. So, yes, I would recommend anyone interested, you want to give your children a gift. You want to, you're getting married. You just want to know you're getting into the situation confident. You feel people so afraid of it. I would recommend you take it. So the number to sign up to my workshop, it's going to be my workshop. The parenting workshop is a teleconference. 
you don't see me in person, but it's all going to be live, and we take questions and answers. That number to sign up is 201-691-7626. That's, that's 201-691-7626. But please listen up, because the May 15th at Kol, at Kololaliao, at East 8th, between SNT, is in person. I love the workshop in person, so please show up. Be there. There's going to be a minimal fee. And remember, that minimal fee, all proceeds go to jrootradio.com, and I am looking and hoping to fill up a 1,000 people. Those are my goals. Don't think the facility can hold that many people, but I'm still looking to hopefully make it work. That's my goal. Mordechai. Um, Harav Nissen, yes. who do we have next? Uh, we have uh, Mrs. M. We have uh, three minute, uh, three, less than three minutes. Okay, uh, just... let's see what we can do in three minutes. Let's see what awareness Mrs. M, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hello, hello. Um, first, I want to just thank you for your monologue, Erev Pesach. Um, yes. Defending the Jewish woman, Ben Hazmanim, Erev Pesach, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm sure there were many women standing and cheering in their kitchens. I want you to know that. I got a Do you lot remember what, of you know messages what I'm talking about? from women. On Yantiv, I met and uh, the amount of women that told me that finally someone was defending them, saying on how much they have you to You said work. it so eloquently. You said yeah. all the points so clearly that only a woman usually knows this. You must have heard this from somewhere. Many people, actually. <laughs> so yes, it was incredible to hear. Yes, thank you. Yes, so I want to thank you for that. I don't know if I can make my question this fast, but I'll try. Okay. Um, there's somebody, I want to try to ask it without giving away who the person is, because it's right a public ahead. forum. Um, when someone in authority has a personality disorder and for this moment you're stuck in this position meaning i can't go anywhere right now yeah is there any way that i can learn um when they make demands and almost like there's no way to say no because i am under this person how can i learn what to do in such a situation okay Let's try your question again. Your question is that if there's an authority position on top of you and they are right. very painful or difficult, correct? They definitely they have a severe personality disorder. A severe personality disorder. I don't know How what it is, but there's right. something How they can have. How you survive? That's your question. Basically. And let's Without make the question becoming even harder humanized. because, unfortunately, that's something that our, actually our center does deal with on a, on a very strong level where we, many times it's parents or aunts and uncles, or sometimes even grandparents. Remember it's not a family member. Okay, but I'm just saying, when they get older, many times wonderful parents, due to whatever situations are happening or medical conditions, they mm -hmm. might act in different ways. And we need to have the balance, how to protect ourselves. One of the strongest points that I call it, the, the term that people use is self-care, but I don't enjoy that word as much as filling up the gas tank which means for you to recognize that when you're around these people, it sucks energy just being around them. And your gas right. tank goes from three quarter, from full to three quarters to half to a quarter, then to empty. And you need to find a way that fills your gas tank. Sometimes it's taking care of yourself. Sometimes it's even just going away from them. Well, I'm find not in direct contact with them all the time. But the but problem is more about okay. listening to what they say to do. That's right. And Where I have no control over, I really can't always sure you do. You're no. going to learn. All right, we got to go just because of time. Can I ask you to call up next week, Merit Hashem? I'd really look forward to taking your question and your okay. comments. Okay, I will. Yeah, thank and you very much. I'd love to give much. you a lot of air time because it's a very important question. Okay, thank you very much. Sure, you're okay. welcome. Bye -bye. Thank you. Harav Nissen, thank you again for, for, for having this program as always, and thanks for being a co-anchor with me. It's such a pleasure.